Hello, this is Willow Nightingale, and you're watching the Three Count Podcast. Or listening to... Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring and I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And by now, this being like almost like 57 episodes in, I will hope that you will call me your Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about Who's entering the ring? And today, you see her right next to me. She can be found at NYWC. You can find her at Fight Pro. You can find her at CCW. You can find her beyond AEW, ROH, NEW, MLW. She is the incredible. She's also ranked 57 on PWI's top 150 wrestlers. Honestly, top three should have been. Okay, <laughs> and... <laughs> she is the babe with the power. Welcome, Willow Nightingale. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Yo. What's up? Yo, I'm so glad that we get to have you on the show now. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for finally having me. I know we had like a lot of like, oh, is this gonna work? Is this time gonna work? Is that time gonna work? So it's finally happening. Thank goodness. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to talk, chat, and uh Get a three count in. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, let's go. (laughs) We met actually at 1CW actually last year. And like you said, we like tried to work this out. So we get these scheduling put together. It is, it is, it's crazy. And I tell everybody, like, yo, we're super flexible and we will, we will do whatever it takes because like, hey, we've been trying to get you on the show for three months. What's another 24 hours? We're not worried about it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, but. For our listeners, I just want to ask the question right off the jump. Who is Willow Nightingale? That is a fantastic question. Um, I think more than anything, uh, Willow Nightingale is someone who is very proud of all of her own weird quirks and idiosyncrasies um, and wears her heart on her sleeve. And I think even though wrestling is oftentimes viewed as this very like combative, aggressive um, sport, which it is. Um, I love being able to bring a softness and like a delightful side to it. Um, Cause at the end of the day, it really is about trust, you know, between you and your opponent and even the crowd. Um, so to kind of have that bond with everybody, I like to bring out that softness and then in the ring, like match it with the intensity and aggression as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember watching your match on uh, at fight pro. And like, um, so unfortunately behind the scenes, I'm just going to be a hundred percent and tell you guys, I didn't actually get to watch it live. So I had to go back and watch it. And here's why. Okay. <laughs> here's why. So there's a reason, uh, I got pulled to the side and was asked, Hey, do you want to be a druid? And I was like, uh, this is the wrestling opportunity. I'm not turning this down. Exactly. Yep. 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 So Mr. O'Shea Edwards had me be one of his druids. <laughs> oh, that's very cool. Yeah. And that was the match, right? Either right after mine or like two after mine or something like right, that. So yeah. it was like pretty quick. <laughs> I get but it. Like, in like in that, in the moment that like I got asked that question. And then when I came back from being a druid, my daughter came to me and was like, I think I found my favorite wrestler. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, 
Willow. And I was like, oh, bet. And like, she really kind of brought up to me in like the most funniest way too, because we were watching a TikTok and it was like, poorly describe your favorite wrestler. And I was like, and I was like, well, my favorite wrestler wears a lot of different colors and jumps around a lot. Right. And she was like, mine wears purple hair. And I was like, <laughs> what? And then she told me, I was like, oh, what? So I thought it was just, I thought it was very cute. And very I'm fun. so flattered. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I went back and watched your match and I was just, I was, you're right. Like you have like this nice playful side to you, but then when it's time to handle business, like, hey, you handle the business. You know what I mean? <laughs> I try, you know? <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I'm just curious, like what brought you into the sport though? So I've always been a fan. Like I started watching wrestling when I was like eight or nine. Um, I used to play like SmackDown versus raw with my cousins. I was always like the tomboy. Like I'd push, push the boys around and stuff. And so when they started playing that video game, I was like, this is so awesome between just like the fighting, like the drama, like the soap opera-ness of it. Um, I thought it was so fun that I was like, well, why don't I just watch wrestling? So then I started watching wrestling. I became a huge fan. Like, even as a kid, I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, I had, like, years, like, a couple of years in high school where I was like, meh, maybe, like, it's time to grow up. Like, I should put this behind me. It's a pipe dream. Um, and then I, you know, I did the, like, traditional path. I went to college for a year. And um, one of the girls in my dorm room actually was, like, a huge WWE fan. So she was like, hey, this is before the network or Peacock or whatever. She was like, I want to watch WrestleMania, but it's $60. And like, I can't pay $60 to watch it by myself. Does anyone want to split it? I was like, I'll split it with you. Like, I uh, used to really, really love wrestling. I watch it from time to time now. But like, WrestleMania would be fun. So we watched it together. And I was like, I'm hooked. I love this again. This is so great. And like, just like the passion was like, building up inside of me at this point, 19 years old. Um, yeah, 19 at this point. And um, I had to drop out of school because like I was, I was going through like some fi financial hardship and I really couldn't go back immediately. So in that time off, I was like, I'm just going to become a wrestler. And I've just been doing that ever since. It was oddly enough, like not one of those things. I was like, I'm going to try. It was just like, oh, I'm going to do this. And this is just my life now. So here I am seven years later still doing it <laughs> yeah it's been wild like i would just like be up front like for me like i i've been like travel all over the place and like people here like no like my aunt was the reason why i got into wrestling right oh and, cool uh, cool uh and it was crazy like i started kind of fall out of love with it and then recently a promo popped up on my, my facebook feed that reminded me why i love wrestling right and give everybody an exact date it was uh february 14 2011 uh, they had made an announcement of a special guest host for WrestleMania, and it was Return of the Brock. And oh. I will never forget. Like, I tell the story. If I, if we're in person, I will tell you the story, like, exactly. And you'll see. I just get goosebumps, like, all over. Because it's just, it hits me so hard. And I was hooked. And I was like, I have to find a way to get into this, into this business any way that I can, right? Yeah. And, uh. It took a long time, right? And I've only been in now for two years. And I'm going to turn 
37 in September. So I'm like, yeah. So it was like, I struggled and I found a way to get into where I wanted to get into. And I was like, this is, this is everything that I wanted. I wanted to rehack this all over again. And hell yeah. Now I'm here and I'm like, yo, like, I am never letting this go. <laughs> yeah. It's, it really like grips its claws into you. It's so, it's maddening at times, but it's great. <laughs> oh, yes. The, the wrestling sport is definitely one that if you're not careful, you will rip all whatever hair you have left in your head out. <laughs> yeah, I feel that way sometimes. <laughs> but I'm curious though, right? So you said seven years in, I'm sure you have one of these. I need to know what's the worst bump you've taken? Oof, that's a great question. Um, because you might think like I had three years ago, I broke my neck. And I guess in terms of like the consequences of the bump, that has to be the worst um, because it could have like resulted in paralysis and like it could have been really bad. So like from that standpoint, that's probably the most dangerous bump I've taken. But the actually like most painful bump I've taken was I like did something where I like tripped over someone, but like I didn't take like a flat bump. I like kind of like, my back like arched all wacky and like I don't know I just like feel like my body folded in the wrong way and I was like that hurts way more than I should have expected to just like tripping over someone on all fours and I was like oh this hurts so yeah anytime you you like take a weird funky bump that sucks but like heights I'm not super I'm not like really afraid of heights um I haven't done like thumbtacks or anything but I've gone through tables, doors, been hit with chairs. And those are like not unbearable because at least those you get like that adrenaline rush. But just like that weird like folding motion I did was, was so unexpectedly terrible. <laughs> it's always like it's always like the moments that you're like never really expecting. Yeah. Like <laughs> that just turn painful. Yeah, exactly. Because there's no adrenaline. You're just like, it's going to be easy peasy. What the heck? Oh. <laughs> I remember like I was uh, I was at training one time and uh, I I had never tried for it, but I just, I don't know why I wanted to do it. I wanted to do a Kiritazawa's like senton right from the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mind you, I was scared to get on top of the top rope. So I was like, well, one way to get over this is to try this. And I had only been bumping for like maybe three months. So when I did this, yeah, I looked at my trainer. But I was like, I'm never doing this again. Like that hurt. That hurt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine it's like when I, so when I first started wrestling, I was 20 when I first started training and uh, I would like bump around like crazy. Like I didn't care. I was like, this is great. This is so fun. And everyone's like, you know, one day this stuff is going to hurt. And I did like a missile drop kick. And this was like a part of my move set for so many years. And like from time to time, I'll still whip it out. But like, I remember the first time I was like, I want to do a missile drop kick from the top rope. My trainer was like, it's going to hurt. And I was like, it's okay. Let's see. Like, I just go for it. And so I just went for it. And I was like, that's not so bad. And then again, seven years doing that, like from the top rope on straight onto your back. It's like, I'll save this for special occasions, you know. <laughs> nah, it's not an everyday move. <laughs> I I hit a 450 and uh my trainer was like, dude, you should start using it in the matches. I was like, I'm gonna be honest, man, I'm way too old for this. Like, I no. should not be doing this. 
I do not have the ability to do a 450, but I've seen my friends do it in training a lot. And it just looks like every single time, like you just get like the wind knocked out of you. Just like, because you like have to go so fast and like tuck with so much momentum. And then like, oh, I'm like, oh God, that looks so painful and difficult and like strenuous. <laughs> so I'm curious, like aside from like taking obviously that bump, as well as your, the, the one that broke your neck. I'm just curious, what's the hardest you've been hit? Oof. Um, what the first thing that comes to mind is like when I first started training, um, again, very bubbly, very like smiley person. I had a hard time getting in tune with my like aggressive, intense side. So I remember um, I was training with one of the like veterans and they were really trying to like push me to get like me actually angry to pull that out of me. And so they were kind of like pushing me around and being a heel or whatever. And then they like slapped me across the face to like try to enrage me. And I was like, and it just, it hurts so bad. And I have a twitch in my eye to this day because of that slap. It's just like, it'll randomly go off. And um, that is probably the hardest I've been hit. As it's like, again, one of those things that is just like, you don't even expect it. You're just like, whoa. So that was wild. <laughs> Oh no, I would I don't know I don't know what I would do about that. I don't know. I they probably would have woken it up like all right. Nah, yeah, I, I got angry then. That's when I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> like, oh I found it. Like, no, that's not what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to channel that. That was like legitimate, you know? <laughs> this is the droid you were looking for, and now you're about to get it really bad. <laughs> all right, so I'm curious, like, um, Usually when you get done with like a show or even like a match, right? Like I'll be honest, like I I have like really bad anxiety, right? So to help settle my anxiety, I keep a bag of gummy bears around me and like I'll just chew them like while I'm getting ready for a match. So I'm curious, like pre-rituals or post-rituals, do you have like that that must have that you have to have? Um, not so much anymore. I remember when I like very first started, maybe like my first year, um, I pretty much worked primarily at NYWC, which is like my home company. Um, so I was very comfortable in the locker room and I was kind of able to do whatever I wanted more freely. Um, but I used to knit backstage to like help calm my nerves before and after my match. Uh, so that was one that was pretty big for the first year, but like it wasn't really like... Um, practical to do on the road right. um so it was it was something that i did there for a period of time i used to have like uh crystals like healing crystals and stuff i would keep them in my bra when i wrestled um but then i had too many instances where i would like you know get changed and they'd fall out and like break all over the floor and i was like this is kind of a mess because i'd always forget about them um so really the only thing that I try to do at this point, like before every match is make sure that I'm like warming up my neck, ideally warm up my whole body, but by my neck for sure. Um, I always fluff my hair before I go out into the ring, like right as my music hits, I'm always fluffing my hair. Um, and, uh, that's, and that's about it. And, and wish, wish for the best. <laughs> Do you have a post-match meal? Like, do you have something that you're like, I got to have this when I, when I leave? Um, not, not, not like one thing in particular, but there is, um, a McDonald's 
if you leave beyond, usually they have shows in Worcester, Massachusetts. And this is a trip that I make very regularly. Last year when we were doing Uncharted territory, it was pretty much like almost every week going back and forth on Thursday. Um, there is a McDonald's, the first like rest stop on my trip back down to New York. And we, I would always stop at the McDonald's because it was the only thing that was open and it was the first thing on the road. Um, and I'd get like French fries and a strawberry milkshake if the ice cream machine is working, which yeah. is few, you know, few and far between times. But um, that's kind of like ritual for that kind of like corner of the of the world. Um, and the funny thing is because I have that thought process of like, I just had the show. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I just want to stop the first place. You'd always run into other wrestlers who were on the show there and be like, long time no see, you know, throwing out the dad jokes and stuff. So that's, that's the closest I think I have to like a ritual or like a routine. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a vegetarian too. So usually if I could find like a protein bar or, you know, some trail mix, I'm happy. <laughs> nice. Now I'm like, get listen, okay? So if you're coming down from Wissa and you're taking 95 and you're headed into Connecticut, right? Go get your milk, go get your, go get your French fries, right? Then you gotta go down the road and you gotta stop at the first Dunkin's and then get yourself a cappuccino because like, I do, I do love Dunkin'. I love Starbucks as well, but like Dunkin', especially in the Northeast area, the New England area, very big on Dunkin'. So good call. (laughs) Your boy. Used to live in Massachusetts. Oh, so, so you know, know. you know exactly. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you know what? Like, aside from just like Dunkin's and you know, everybody's like talk about Dunkin's, Dunkin's, Dunkin's. Like Cumbies, Cumberland Coffee is all point. Out that's true. Too. If you go to Cumberland Farms, that's yeah. a good stop. Or Royal Farms, <laughs> they have too. Right. So I'm always like, yeah. Let me. I was like, I, my buddy used to always joke with me too because I used to work in Auburn at the Auburn Mall, and he's always mm-hmm. like, "Yo, I'm about to get a Cumbies. You want one?" I'm like, "Yeah, go get me." <laughs> But so uh, moving over, right? I'm just kind of curious. So like, what's hard, one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn in the wrestling industry? Um, I think it's so it, there's a lot of lessons that are learned the hard way. Um, and so much of what you have to do is difficult that this is this is kind of a rough question. Um, but I think the hardest thing has really been to like just have self-confidence because that's that's not something that anyone else can give you. That's not something that like you can just fake or like make up or even, you know, just even if you have it, if you're having a bad day, it's not something you could just muster up, right? Um, so that kind of journey to having my own like belief in myself and self-confidence in who Willow is and like what I bring to the table, knowing my self-worth, understanding my value, that's really been the hardest lesson. Because the only way for you to do that is to constantly get in front of a crowd, fall in front of your face, say, okay, that didn't go as well as possible, but I'm going to get better and then prove to yourself, okay, I'm going to get better and you do it. Um, it's, it's nothing you can do in like a week. It's really just like a process that never ends. Um, but definitely my confidence uh, as a human being outside of wrestling has grown a lot from being Willow. So it's, it's cool. It's, it's a hard lesson, but I'm, it's totally worthwhile and rewarding and uh one of the greatest takeaways for me. Yeah. And I think 
it, it you bring up like a great point too because i know like uh i was backstage at a show i was feeling kind of nervous and i like had mentioned i was like yeah like you know i'm kind of nervous i was like this kind of different crowd that i've been in front of and one of the other veterans had to stop me and said listen you have done things outside of this business that few and far in between have done and are bigger than what this will ever be like so just relax. He's like, even if people, even if you fuck up, what's the worst people gonna do? Laugh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like exactly. Okay. It's 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 so easy to put in words like chill out, but like to actually do it is another thing, and that's why I think it's so difficult. Um, it's really just like constantly putting yourself in those positions. But yeah, every everybody feels that way. I think everybody gets anxious and nervous about wrestling. It's just the nature of the beast. Live performance, baby. <laughs> it's funny cuz like I'll bring this up to you and I brought this up to somebody else too. Um and they weren't associated with the with the sport. They don't really get it. So they're like uh they mentioned the F word, right? Like, yo, isn't that like fake, you know? And I was like, well, first of all, I was like, let me be honest with you. I was like, have you ever gone to a musical? And just booed the performance. And he was like, well, no, it's rude. I was like, so you wouldn't go to someone like, I don't know, you wouldn't go to Lin-Manuel Miranda and be like, Hamilton didn't rap. Like, <laughs> exactly, <"No."> exactly. <laughs> so so why would you so why would you use that word? And he was just like, That's a great example, honestly. <laughs> I'm gonna start using that, I think. <laughs> I would just be like, yo, I don't go to a show and be like Aaron Burr didn't sing. <laughs> Like, it, it makes sense to me, but everybody was like, oh, yeah, I can see why this is bad. Like, you're you're meant to cheer. You're meant to have fun. You can boo the bad guy. You can cheer the good guy. You can boo the good guy. You can cheer the bad guy. You can do those things. But don't, like, be like, hey, man, I'm going to demeanor your, uh, your idea of this. <laughs> it's truly a spectacle like nothing else. Like, I always talk about how I think, like, it's really – kind of bananas that wrestling is seen as such a lowbrow like cultural phenomenon because there's such like a, a rich culture and history of where it comes from how it was formed and I mean it could just be because like oh I'm a fan of it like naturally I'm gonna be like it's great but like there's really nothing like it it's theater it's uh combat it's improvisation it's uh your memory all at the same time it's um engaging with your audience and again improv kind of going based off of what they're saying it's just so many different things happening at once and it's like how else how else do you get that level of entertainment mm -hmm. tell me tell me mm. <laughs> and, and the fact is like when there's a performance going on in like you know like hamilton or the lion king they're not always open over there to tell you, like, hey, sing the words to this song. No. But there are people in the wrestling community that will tell you to sing along with a certain song. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so I'm very curious. I need to ask this question. Like, what kind of advice would you give to up-and-coming wrestlers? Um, I think uh, the most important piece of advice I could give to somebody starting out is to find a school that is going to give you one solid a solid foundation in terms of your fundamentals your footwork um how to structure matches things like that um but also somewhere that you're going to have a good support system because um if you go to a school and they teach you how to be the, the best wrestler possible but you don't feel like you're being emotionally supported it's going to be so easy for you to say this isn't for me um and unfortunately a lot of places back in the day um, 
And when I say back in the day, I mean like even seven years ago when I started 10 years ago, right kind of up to that point, would try to like kind of shame people out or push them out. Um, when really I think there there kind of is a place for every different type of person in wrestling. Um, and if you could find your niche, you're good. Just try and find your niche, try and have solid fundamentals, and uh, that should take you a really long way. I like that a lot. I was like, it just, it is, to be fair, it's also good life advice, right? That's why. Yeah, find your niche in life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love wrestling because, like, that's like, listen, and you, you brought it up earlier, right? Like, myself, like, I struggle, like, so I work in, I don't work in sales, but I work like, kind of like with sales. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, wrestling has opened me up so much more because, like, I'm always talking to people and I always have to be out there and, like, very energetic. And I get to be, like, I get to be somebody different. Yes. Right? And yeah. I think that's what, and it, it grows the confidence in me that I'm like, yo, if I can do this in this place as this person, then I can definitely be me in this small wheelhouse and enjoy myself. And then you're right, find your niche. And I find, you know, and you ride that roller coaster. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So you have been around, you said, seven years. You have traveled all over the place. I'm very curious. I need to know one do and one don't of the locker room. Um, Okay, one do. um, Or maybe I'll start with a don't. Because one thing you should not be doing in the locker room um, is taking pictures in the locker room, like right outside of it. That's cool. Um, but you never know when like somebody's changing or like might be like in an kind of like inappropriate situation or like they or if you're recording a video and they're talking about their personal lives, like you don't want that on record. So if you want to take pictures with your buddies and stuff, like that's absolutely cool. I love behind the scenes pictures and like a peek behind the curtain kind of stuff. But just make sure everybody's dressed and like don't be weird. Uh you know trying to keep your memories um a locker room do um personally i like to have uh as many things on my being as possible if somebody needs like wrist tape or um this is something i get asked a lot as a woman in wrestling i usually have a very good body spray on me um because the amount of dudes that'll be like i smell hey willow you got something i can spray to smell better i always try to be like i got you um because nobody wants to be wrestling and their opponent smells bad so uh i guess a do is like try and stay clean and fresh um and be able to have things that other people need band-aids are also always good to have on hand stuff like that you know just try and be handy and um have things for everyone else i i never okay that's definitely something that's gonna be my bag going forward is band-aids because like that's something it's it's so i'm that dude like as well <laughs> like, i'm like but do you have wrist tape what color are you looking for wait there's colors like for the bag, I that so you want to rock with pink we can rock with pink you want to rock with blue we can rock with blue there's White, like, black, red yeah there's like a very like i think um maternally kind of feeling that I have around wrestling sometimes because when I first started there weren't like a lot of girls at my school and um it was just like 
me and a bunch of dudes and every now and then like a woman would come in or leave or whatever. So I always felt like I'm the mom of the group. I'll take care of you. You know, so I, I just carry that with me where I'm like, I have poopery. If you if you need to take care of your business and you don't again, you don't want to stick it up. I'll give you this. I'll give you that. So that's just me, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could relate because like very dad mode, because obviously, like a lot of people know, like I have a kid. Yeah. I'm like I have like I'll have like if you need a Sharpie, I'm that guy. If you like, and, and and I'll be like, just make sure I get them back. And then most times I don't like, I know someone tried, someone tried to play me a couple days ago and was like, yeah, we'll give you back your Sharpie. And I was like, no, no, no. I, I really want it back. Like, <laughs> someone else is going to need it. And we want to make sure that person has it. Exactly. <laughs> it's a brotherhood. Right. <laughs> I was like, you went in my, you went in my box. That's the other part too. And I, I don't put this there. It's my own. Don't, I don't go to other people's stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that yes. should be a given. But it's yeah. not. It's not a given, but it should be. It should be. Even though you know it's in there, doesn't mean that you should be going in there. <laughs> but those are all like the heavy hitting questions. So we got to get into the second best segment of the three count podcast. You're probably wondering to yourself, what's the first? It's the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find on our debate show every Sunday because, you know, it's what we do. But this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. And Willow, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. So whatever's your answer, that's your answer. Gotcha. All right. So Does it have to be like one word or can yeah. I like explain it? Okay. No, yeah, you can explain it if you want to. Cool. We'll see. <laughs> but we will add, we will add the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Uh, it used to be Raw when I was a kid, but now it's SmackDown. Favorite movie? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Of course. It's a good uh, one. It's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Uh, favorite color? Purple. <laughs> Marvel or DC? Marvel. Favorite submission? Ooh, um, Texas Cloverleaf. Let's go. Sonic or Mario? <gasps> Sonic. Favorite podcast. Oh, and that's why we drink. It's a podcast about like um, the supernatural and, and true crime. So oh, I have to check this podcast. Out. I've never heard of it. So I'm definitely going to check it out now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nominate one person that you want to see on this show. Ooh. Um, Faye Jackson was the first person that I came to mind because I just think she is like such a wealth of like knowledge and insight and joy. And I just love Faye. So she popped into my head. I'll say Faye. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I, that's like, she is the second most requested person. for this. Yeah. Podcast. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's just great. Talk about being everybody's mom. Faye is everybody's mom. <laughs> And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on this show, favorite curse word. Ooh, um, probably fuck, just because I say it a lot. You know, it could be like, fuck yeah, it's really like exciting and like joyous and exclaiming. Can I do a little side story? Oh, yeah. So I recently got into like uh, rock climbing, bouldering. So it's just like you don't hook up to a harness or anything. You just like uh, climb on those little like pegs or whatever. Right. And I've been going with a group of my friends from high school 
and uh you know i'm just cheering my friends on as i do and i remember like just this sunday my friend got to the top and i was like fuck yeah and i look around and there's like all these kids like at a party and i'm like oh no i can't be that person i can't so i, f- I felt so bad i like sunk into my like ugh, everything i was like oh god so <laughs> and then just randomly one of the kids was like hey mom that's the girl from AEW. <laughs> no, that would be like the worst you want a piece of advice? Uh, Mercedes Martinez once told me the job starts the moment you walk out of the house. Because it's true. You never know when somebody's going to recognize you. You never know. So you always have to be um, the best version of yourself out in public. No matter if you're like, I'm just chilling with my homies. You got to gotta be a good person always. <laughs> Yo, and, but it's, it is crazy too. Like we can, we can keep chopping this up with this. Uh, it's also crazy because like, you have to do that for social media too. Yeah. Like, think about like how many people put out there like, hey, I just want to be myself today. And then that's it. Canceled. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like a teenager who had Tumblr. Um, and I used to just like blog everything I felt like every emotion that came into my brain is like, I had the worst day ever, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you can't do that anymore. You can't just spill your heart out online. Like people can't hear about the terrible day you had. And I mean, unless you say it just like that, if it's just very bland, like had a bad day, I usually try to like make it positive though. So if I, I tweet about a bad day, I'll be like, I went through a really tough day, but here's a positive. You guys, my fans always cheer me up. So thanks. You know, like I feel like that fits with who, willow is so that's what i try to do to help keep other people inspired as well no it's it's good it's good to do because i know like for me i'm like i have to think about it differently right because like i'm like if my daughter was to find this six years from now what would she think that was that's very true I have I have like nephews who are who are on Twitter now, or at least my oldest one's on Twitter. And sometimes he'll comment on stuff and I'll be like, oh, my God, I have eyes watching me. I have little eyes watching me. Not just the ones I know, but like you never know who's following you. Exactly. But listen, those are all the questions I have. So we just need to have you let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Um. So all the lovely people who tuned in, you can find me at willow wrestles uh that's what i am on instagram on twitter and on tiktok which i'm not like super active on but from time to time i'll be on a tiktok kick um so check those out and give me a follow i guess (laughs) there you go she gave you her handles you already know what it's all about and like every great part of a match we got to take this home because this is the three count podcast presents. And now we're entering the ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right. And like every good Sherpa, which by this time, I would hope that you would at least acknowledge me. No, no copyright intended for that. You should tune into our next episode and know that it's never about me, but it's about who's entering it today. You see her right next to me. She is a babe with the power. Willow is seen right there. And uh, you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or you just wait for this episode and you just wait for that outro. 
and then you choose another episode to listen to. Exactly. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show some support, please. Nice. Actually, I'm use the whole thing too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, if it's a podcast, like people could also just like listen to it and not have to watch it. But <laughs> so I'm gonna let you. I'll have you say it one more time for me, though, please. Sure. Hey there, this is Willow Nightingale, and you are watching or listening to the Three Count Podcast. <laughs>